Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny. In case you're new here or welcome back. How are we all doing today? I'm feeling really weird and I'm going to explain a little bit why in my little weekly update, but I don't know. I'm kind of just like in a weird mood. So let's start with a check in a rose, a bud and a thorn as we usually do. Let me think about this. My thorn is that it is supposed to snow today. Uh, It's supposed to snow all day, but it's already noon and it's not snowing. So that gives me a little bit of hope. But if it really does snow again, I am literally going to lose it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm being a little bit dramatic, but like, come on. I just, why is it still snow? It's literally March in the next few days next week. And I don't know why we are still getting snow in the forecast. So that's the update with the weather. Um, It's been really cold this week for some reason. I don't really mind it because it's been really sunny as well. It's like sunny but cold and that's like a pretty nice weather. But I, I, I really want to move on into spring and summer at this point. Like why are we still entertaining the winter? I don't know. So that is my thorn of the week. My bud. Okay, so this I'm going to talk about in my little weekly update in a little bit, but I think I might be doing something a little bit impulsive and I'm looking kind of forward to it. It's like giving me a little bit of hope. Yeah, but I'll talk about it a little bit more in a little sec. My rose. My rose is... Hmm. My rose is... Okay, I had a meeting with my financial advisor. I don't even know if that's what I should call him. My financial advisor at the bank, I now have one, which is very cool. And we had a really good meeting yesterday. It wasn't just about money and stuff like that. Like it was more about life and all that. Like he's kind of like, he's a dad. He has kids and he was kind of giving me the dad advice, you know? So it was a really good meeting. I felt very empowered once I left the meeting and I don't know first of all empowered like with my money I guess and then also just in general with life I know I'm kind of being really vague but I'll talk about it right after we do our affirmation I said right after right after so let's do our affirmation I've been doing these for the last few weeks let me share the one that I pulled this morning when I was journaling When in doubt, turn to gratitude. So I'm going to talk about what I'm grateful grateful, for. I cannot talk today. What the heck? What I am grateful for today. Today, I am grateful for, I'm grateful for still being really young and having a lot of opportunities that I can kind of take advantage of. I'm grateful for the fact that I my life is flexible enough to let me do the things that I want to pursue and it I don't have to focus on I don't even know what I'm trying to say but I'm just grateful in the fact that my life is very fluid right now which means I can do essentially whatever I whatever I want to do which is crazy and I am also grateful for my friends who I feel like as you get older friendships are 
hard to come by for sure. I've been like seeing so many videos on my TikTok for you page about that. But once you find friends or have friends that are there for you, like they're there for you. So that's what I'm grateful for today. Let's pull an affirmation for you guys this week. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Be present. That is where all the good things happen. That is your affirmation of the day. Be present. I honestly love that affirmation because it is so true. I feel like as soon as I get into ruminating too much about the future or the past, I honestly, it's just stressful for me. But for me right now, like living in the moment has really been a focus of mine this past year in general, not thinking too much about what I need to do next and constantly like on the hamster wheel of trying to achieve the next goal. But instead, just appreciating where you are and being grateful for where you are honestly just makes my day 10 out of 10 times. Even if nothing special happens, like just appreciating where you are in life and enjoying. Okay, let's talk about my week update. What has happened this week? So it wasn't super eventful, but Monday I had the day off of work. It was family day in BC and that was pretty fun. I actually got a lot of things done that day. I've been really productive in my off time, like including today and on Monday as well. Um, on Monday, so you guys may know I bought a coffee table for my apartment a couple weeks ago. I never showed it like in the video, but it's on my TikTok and I just filmed a YouTube vlog. Oh my God, that's another thing I need to say, but we'll talk about that in a sec. But I bought a coffee table from this place called Yisk, which is like budget Ikea. It's like Ikea, but 2.0. I actually really like that place. But anyways, the coffee table that I bought, the legs were black originally because I really liked the natural wood finish of the table, but they didn't have a white leg option at the store. So I just bought the black leg version and I was like, you know what? I'll just DIY it myself and paint the legs white. So I did that on Monday and I love how it turned out. It definitely took like 10 coats of paint, um, but I really, really like how it looks now and how it matches everything else in my apartment. So that made me really, really happy. This week, I also have carnations in my flower vase. I bought a little flower vase for the coffee table and I buy flowers for myself weekly because I just love how beautiful they are and it just gives me something to look forward to. So this week, it's like hot pink carnations and they are so beautiful. They haven't opened fully yet, so they'll probably be able to last another week or so. And it just makes me really happy to see them in the morning and just come into my apartment and see them. I feel like I was just thinking about this as I was vacuuming this morning, which was so weird, but I feel like I'm utilizing my den so much more now, which makes me really happy because obviously that's the whole point of me trying to furnish it. Like I know it costs money to furnish and get furniture and stuff like that, but honestly it's worth the investment because now I feel like my den is so much more of a cozy space and I just love it so much more than I did before when it was literally just a cardboard box on the floor yeah. So nowadays I really enjoy using my coffee table to do journaling, to read, to eat, just everything. And that is exactly what I had planned. The next purchase that I want to make, and I'm still thinking about it, is this Costco fuzzy beanbag chair. It's not a beanbag chair, but it's like a tiny chair meant for kids. I think I talked about it in another episode because I'm getting deja vu. I really want to get that because I think it's like the perfect height for this and it's a nice little backrest. So we'll think about that when I go to Ikea or Costco next. 
you might see me in the next episode with a fuzzy white chair instead of me sitting on the floor. But yeah, and then on Monday, I also went to the mall and bought a bunch of organizers and bins from Muji to get my shelf organized because when I bought my coffee table, I also bought a shelf to hold all of the other stuff that I didn't have. My apartment just doesn't have a lot of storage in general, so I didn't have space for my stationary stuff, my tech camera equipment and all that. And also I don't have my desk. I didn't bring my desk from my old room, so I didn't have a place to store it. So I finally got a shelf and then also bought organizers. I bought a little book stand for the top and then a couple bins and acrylic drawers and stuff like that. And I just really am happy with how it turned out because it just looks so much better now. And it it gives me a lot less stress when I look at it. And every day I go and I grab my journal from the shelf. And the fact that I actually put things back where they belong every single time, even though it's so easy when you're living alone to not put things away. Like for me, because I journal every morning, I used to, there was one week where I just left my journal and all my stationery on the desk, the like on my table the entire week. But now that I actually put things away and put it away properly, it just gives me a lot less stress and it makes me a lot happier to have a clean room. So this is your PSA to clean your place. And it's actually really nice to put things away. And I know how hard it can be because I am like the worst at that. I'm the worst at I will procrastinate putting things away, even though it takes like two seconds, I will put it off for weeks and I'll just leave it out and about. And it's just terrible for me. But I've really been getting into the habit of putting things away every single time I use them and not leaving it all over the place. And I like it a lot. And my shelf looks a lot better. I still have a little bit of organizing to do at the bottom, but honestly, it's a lot. It's a, it's come a long way. And that is the best part. So that were my those were my two things that I did mostly on Monday and then Monday was also just like a nice day to relax, make some dinner and stuff like that. Also, I set up my projector. So I got a free projector from work and I set it up finally because I had to order an extra cord and it came in from Amazon. So I put up these command hooks on this wall that I'm sitting in front of so that I could hang up a little screen. It comes with a little fabric screen and I put it up on the wall so it covered the pictures and you can't see the pictures and I watched Crazy Rich Asians over the long weekend on my projector. And let me talk about a few gripes that I have. So I don't know if I talked about the fact that I read Crazy Rich Asians on the podcast, but that was one of the books that I finished recently. And I loved the book. I feel like there was just so many details about so many characters. And at first it was a little confusing. Not going to lie. It took me a while to understand like the family tree of Nick Young's family. But I love that with every single character, once you figure out who all of them are, you actually get to learn like a lot about each person. And I feel like each person has like a mini plot within the book. And there's just a lot of details about Chinese culture and stuff like that that were in the book that I really, really appreciated and I really liked. And it's not that long for how much detail there is. I feel like it's just there's a lot going on, which I really liked. So I rented the movie on Amazon because I knew that I wanted to watch it after I finished reading the book. And I set it up on my projector and I watched it. I think it was Sunday night or Saturday night. And I'm not the happiest, not the biggest fan of the Crazy Rich Asians movie because of a couple things. So I mentioned how in the book, it just feels like there's so much plot going on and I feel like there's so much you learn about the characters, but in the movie, they skip so much of the plot. I feel like 
the movie like the side characters really are just side characters you don't get to know anything about them the real only plot is about Astrid's husband's affair and then also like Nick Young and Rachel Chu going to Singapore but like that's it and there was just so much more detail provided in the book that was not mentioned in the movie at all and the movie is like significantly long it's like two over two hours which is I feel like is quite long for a movie but when I finished watching it I was like what even happened because half the stuff that was covered in the book wasn't even didn't even make it to the movie so didn't love that I was like man there was just so much more stuff that could have happened because I feel like nothing in the movie really happened like there wasn't really much going on to be honest So yeah, I feel like the movie was mostly just for like show, like they just wanted to have a visual of how extravagant things were, but the plot wise was really not strong. So I didn't love that. Also another gripe I have with it, and this is not the movie's fault, I assume, but the actor Michelle, I think her last name is Yu, Michelle Yo, the one from Hong Kong who plays Eleanor Young. I don't understand why she has to be like the sole woman Asian actress of all of Hollywood. Like, is there really no other option available? And I just have a gripe with this because I feel like it was so nice to see diversity in Crazy Rich Asians. And I think Hollywood is making progress towards more diversity in general. But when you have an Asian character and she is the same actress in all of the same movies, like... It doesn't really have the same, like, it's not very diverse because it's the same person playing this different roles. And I'm talking about, so she was Eleanor Young in Crazy Rich Asians. She was also in Shang-Chi as the mom, I think. She was in Shang-Chi for sure. And then she was the main character of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I forget what it, Everywhere, Everyone, All at Once. I don't remember what it's called. And this is, like, probably just because she's really good at acting maybe that's it but I just am kind of upset that there are there's only one Asian actress that can play these roles is that what it is I don't know so it just kind of like bothers me like I'm sure there's more than enough Asian people trying to make it in Hollywood right now but the fact that you just keep going towards someone who is already famous and already done lots of great roles in her career like that just kind of doesn't make sense to me at all so yeah that was my opinion of the movie I thought it was all right um not my favorite but I'm glad I watched it still because I love like doing book movie comparisons another one that I did recently was where the crawdads sing by Delia Owens or Celia Owens I can't remember what her name is I watched that movie on the plane coming back from New York So it was a little bit ago, but I really enjoyed the book. And I think the movie was great compared to the book. Like, I really, really liked it. I think that was one of the good movie adaptations of a book. So that's like, honestly, one of my favorite pastimes is like reading books and then watching the movie tie in and then comparing the two. I just think it's like really interesting because I love, I would love to know what is going on in the producer's minds when they choose a movie and choose what sticks in the plot of the movie because I don't know for me it's like if 
the book was so successful that obviously means that people loved the plot and loved the characters or whatever so why would you change that when something is already successful doesn't really make sense because i saw that the crazy rich asians movie the ratings weren't like that good so i assume it's because a lot of the plot wasn't there i didn't really read the reviews in general or in specific but i saw that it wasn't rated that high so that was my long weekend. It was super fun. And then this week was a pretty busy week at work. My boss was away. So I was covering the one of the math centers that I work at by myself. I actually ended up signing up a client. So I was pretty happy about that. She, she was like walk in on Tuesday and then ready to sign up by Thursday, which I was pretty pleased with. So yeah, I'm really happy about that. And then yesterday was a very interesting day. Yesterday was Friday. I had a really tough day yesterday, pretty much. Like, I knew because we were so busy all week in the mornings that Friday was going to be a super busy day. Like, at my warehouse job, Fridays are already naturally really busy because I assume it's because people want to pick up stuff before the weekend. Like, a lot of drivers come in. And I just knew that that would be extra busy because we had so much going on this week. So... I was going kind of like going into work already kind of anxious and like on edge and then there was just like a couple things that set me off at work and I was just like really annoyed yesterday so my entire work shift I was pretty I was pretty moody and like not the nicest and there's just been a lot of things going on that haven't been the best for work and I don't know why I take it so personally oh yeah I didn't even talk about the fact that today's topic is what I've learned in corporate work that I think is very applicable to life. So we're definitely going to talk about that in a little bit after I finish uh, recapping my week. Yeah, so I was pretty upset yesterday at work. And then and then I had my bank meeting after work. And that was when my day kind of flipped around because my financial advisor, he's just really nice and was really funny and really casual. I was, I was kind of nervous going in, but honestly, no reason to be nervous at all anymore. Um, and he kind of actually sparked an idea in my head that I was alluding to, which is my life might be changing. I feel like I say that like every month. My life might be changing. Like I just have so many things going on. And then I went to a workout class. Oh my God. So I'll talk about what my financial advisor and I talked about in a sec, but I went to a workout class after my bank meeting. And when I got to the class, I noticed there was this girl that I knew in the class and she turned out to be from my university days. So in my fourth year, I think it was like in my last semester, we took one class together and we would sit together and like just chat. And there was just always a part of me that was kind of, I regretted not like making, being more forward. That sounds kind of weird. I regret not like trying to be her friend more because after university, I was like, dang it. Like she was like so nice. Like she was like the perfect, like could have been my friend. And the fact that I walked into the workout class yesterday and immediately saw her and recognized her, I was like, what the heck? And she recognized me too. And then we caught up after class and I was like, whoa, like the universe heard my signals sending me a sign. I don't even know because I think I definitely need to take more advantage of making friends and stuff like that because I don't meet a ton of new people nowadays. So yeah, I just thought that was very interesting that I saw her and then we caught up after class, you know, we were talking about what we we're doing and stuff like that. And I definitely want to message her to hang out because that's like really different for me. I never do that 
with people that I am not familiar with. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be good that I do that, you know? So let's talk about what me and my financial advisor talked about. Basically, I went in because I had to set up a retirement savings plan. I don't, RSP, RRSP, registered retirement savings plan, which is like a thing you can do in Canada. I'm trying to be financially literate. You know what it is. And we basically got to the topic of like what I'm doing with my life right now because, you know, he was asking about my income and stuff like that, you know, as financial advisors do. And he was basically really encouraging me to go back to school for a master's of business administration, which is an MBA in case you don't know. And I don't know why, but I feel like just like the fact that he was like giving me dad advice and he was so nice and stuff like that, like really actually got me thinking about it because my mom is on my butt about me going back to school all the time. I, but when it's from your family, you don't take it as seriously. Right. And then I really thought about it last night. I was thinking about it for so long and I realized like, you know, this point in my life really is probably the perfect time to go back to school. I know I've taken a year off, but Now that I've taken a year off, I feel a little bit refreshed. Like I don't feel burnt out like I used to be in university. And also the stage that I'm at, I think is perfect because I'm not fully committed to anything right now. Like I was telling my boyfriend yesterday, like as I, if I wait longer, more things will come up in my life. Like I might get engaged. I might start like building my career right now and all that kind of stuff. And as I do that, then I'm going to be less inclined to go back to school. But right now my career is flexible. I'm still doing like part-time work. It's not like I'm fully invested into anything and I'm not engaged yet. And I, you know, I'm just like in a very good spot to go back to school. And so there was always this one program that I was really interested in, in university. I found out about it in my last year of undergrad. And I was looking this morning at the program because By the time yesterday, when I thought about it, a big thing was like, oh, like, I don't think applications are still open. Like, everything's probably closed at this point. And also to get into grad school, I would have to take the GRE, which is basically like a, it's like the SAT for grad school. And so this morning when I went out to a cafe, I spent a little bit of time researching this, like this facet, like if I really were to try and do it. And there were like a couple things that stood out to me. First of all, you can take the GRE online at any time now. It's not like the SAT where they only have one like once a month. Uh, So I was like, oh, like I really could do this anytime. And also the applications for this program, despite the fact that they've been open for a while, round three is not closed yet. And it doesn't close for like another month or so. So what I am currently thinking about and I haven't even told my mom yet, but I am quite, I think I really do want to do this, is I think for March, I might take some time, take a lot of time off work and go really hard with studying for the GRE, take it, apply to the master's program, and then see what happens. This is like a whole nother topic, but I feel a lot of imposter syndrome because I don't think I'll make it in. But that's I know it's just me like withholding myself. So I'm trying to tell myself, like, just try like you don't know until you try. And if I don't get in, then I can spend more time in the later half of the year doing the GRE again and working on my applications because I know that doing it now is going to be quite rushed. Like I only have a month to do it, really. 
a little bit over a month, a month and a half ish. So that might be my plan for March. I also just think like making student content will just give my life structure again. And I really liked making content when I was a student, like making university blogs and all that. So I think that'll be super fun. I think, yeah, I'm going to talk with my mom probably tonight or tomorrow about it or maybe Monday. I don't know. And then if that's okay, in March, my life will kind of flip. I might take some time off work to study for this exam, do my application, and send it off and then see what happens. So that's crazy. It's a little bit of an impulsive decision, but why not, right? You don't know until you try, and I don't want to live with the what if. That's what I tell myself. That's my week update. Now let's get into the actual topic of today's podcast, which is lessons that I've learned in corporate. And these aren't going to be lessons like, oh, like how to work more efficiently and stuff like that, because honestly, I don't think that's really applicable. Like I think today my lessons are about things that I've learned in corporate that you can actually apply to your personal life and just how you deal with people. Because dealing with people is the biggest thing in corporate world. And it's like, can be something really hard to navigate. So let's get into that. So my first lesson from working in a corporate setting is believe what people do and not what people say. For my work in particular, you must have proof of something in order to be able to do something. So what that means is If someone tells me to do something, I must have it in writing in order to be able to go and do it. And I say this lesson because everyone has a different agenda in their life, especially when you're working in corporate, like you don't know what people's motives are in the business. And there is a lot of sweet talking that goes on in the business world. And you can never believe what people say. You can only believe what they do. It's from their actions that you find out what their agenda is, what their personal goals are and stuff like that. So I've taken this and applied it to my other work, which is believe what people do and not what they say. When I work with kids with math now, for me, it is so important to be able to have concrete proof that a kid can do something because as a kid, you get to an age when you're like in middle schoolish, where you start to be ashamed of asking for help. A lot of us are conditioned into that. And so a lot of kids, when you ask them if they need help with anything, they'll be like, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. It's fine. But for me, I'm kind of a hard ass about this now when I work with kids is that I must see that you can do it before I will leave you alone. I will not leave someone alone first before then I realize I go back and oh, shoot, they had no idea what they were doing the entire time. I honestly, at this point, I I feel like my mentality has changed. I, no, I mean, I've always been like this. I will never judge someone for asking for help. Also, like I, I'm going to say these lessons, honestly, I don't follow many of them. I'm kind of a hypocrite, but I'm just going to share what I've learned. I'm trying to actively put them into my life, but it can be hard. You know, I will never judge someone based on what they need help with. I will never judge if anyone needs help, like if they ask a question. And I would honestly appreciate that more than me trying to assume things. That's another thing is you cannot assume. 
I feel like it is so natural for us to jump to conclusions, but what I have learned is it is so bad because there are a lot of wrong assumptions you can make. You can't read everyone's mind. So the fact when you jump to conclusions and make assumptions doesn't work out for a lot of us. So that's my first lesson is believe what people do and not what they say because actions will speak louder than words. I have learned that so heavily in the corporate world in general. Okay. Second, don't think I can't speak. Don't take things personally. This is one that I am still working on to this day because the reason why I was so upset at work yesterday was because I took things personally. As I said, everyone in the corporate world has their own agenda. They are all trying to make the most money, get the most customers. I don't know what everyone's goal is. And to do that, a lot of people are very cutthroat about it. I have heard different opinions where, you know, people, how do I say this? I feel like for a lot of us, when we're asked like, oh, would you backstab someone to do something at work? Like a lot of us would be like, no, like I love my coworkers and stuff like that. But in reality, a lot of people will say that and then turn around and stab you in the back. And so you cannot take things personally when people are not being the nicest to you because that's just for a lot of people how the world works, how work works for them. Also, just in general with life, like don't take things personally because when people say things and do things, it's never a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. When people are talking bad about you, talking about you behind your back, like it's never a reflection of who you are as a person. It's them. Almost always, like before when I also, I admit, I also used to talk bad about people behind their back. Like that was more so a reflection of me because I know at that time I was hurting and I was not doing well internally. And so I used talking bad about people to kind of cope with it and be like, well, I'm not that bad because so-and-so blah, 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 blah. And I would kind of use it as like a, a comparison mechanism when that is just not healthy. So don't take things personally. Everyone's on their own agenda and people will do what they need to do to get their agenda. Like there's no rules really in the corporate world. And also just personally too. I think also another thing is when you take things personally, it just causes so much emotional exhaustion and you know yesterday a reason why I was so upset was not even because of what happened what it, but it was just because I was so exhausted and not physically but mentally and emotionally like I was just so exhausted from taking things to heart and really caring about people and this is not saying that you have to not care about people at all but just don't put other people's needs before yours because most of the time they will prioritize themselves first so don't take things personally because it's not good. It's like too exhausting to have to prioritize other people's opinions over your own in the work and just in general. Because when you take things personally, you're obviously like valuing someone else's opinion of you. And that is exhausting to have to keep up with and like constantly keep track of what people are thinking of you. Okay, third lesson, which I absolutely don't do, is delegate. Delegate what you have to do. Delegate 
the stuff that you can't do. Don't take on more if you can't. Stuff like that. Now, I am really bad at this. I'm going to admit I'm terrible at this. I never delegate and I pretty much do everything by myself and I will like crack before I ask for help, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible flaw of mine. I don't like that. But in the corporate world, there are going to be things that you just can't handle. I mean, just in life in general, you're going to get to a point where you can't handle anymore because you're already consumed with tasks that are already on your to-do list or whatever. So you can't physically take on any more tasks, you know? So delegating is so important, being able to pass things off or also just say no, like say I'm at my limit, like I can't take on anymore right now. That is so super important. My last corporate lesson is you will meet many different people. This is something that I have learned so much in the past year. You will meet so many different types of people in the work setting, outside of the work setting, whatever. In the work setting, you'll meet people who go above and beyond at their job. You'll meet people who are obsessed with their job or can't set boundaries and they work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day, even on the weekends. You will meet people who are just doing the bare minimum to get their paycheck and won't do anything more. You will meet people who, honestly, their brain is not working fast enough and they just don't understand unless you say it five times to them in the clearest instructions. You will meet so many different types of people. And I think this is like one of the best things about working in corporate is you will learn how to deal with all these different types of people. And some of them will be your coworkers, some of them will be your customers. So you have to kind of learn how to talk appropriately to these people depending on who they are in your work setting. I think this is so interesting because I personally love working with people, but there was this year was my first year like working with people and like being kind of frustrated all the time because I realized not everyone will work the same way you do or will work the same effort that you do and stuff like that. And I honestly had a really hard time with this. I still do, but I have learned to kind of how to work with these people and it has been getting better. For me, some of my coworkers are definitely the type of people to just do the bare minimum and just get their paycheck. So they won't go above and beyond to think about what they could do to better optimize their time. And so for me, one thing that I've learned is to break those tasks down for them so that I can do less. And this kind of has to do with delegating is let's say I have a big project to complete and I can't do all of it. Or if I did, it would just take a long time. I break down my project into different tasks to ask my coworker to do. Because when you ask someone to do something, more than likely they will do it for you, especially if they are not like at their wits end with how much they are carrying already so if you ask them to do things then you can delegate you can get your project done while they are also doing a little bit more work to carry the team it's like a win-win in general so those are the top things that I have learned from a corporate setting that I think have really changed my outlook on people and my outlook on work life like I definitely think before I used to always have this image of like oh everyone who works corporate is super serious like super on their job like you know they work 24 7 and they don't have any boundaries and stuff like that but I realized like no 
in the corporate world, you will meet so many different types of people and everyone has different work ethics and everyone has different philosophies and stuff like that. Oh my God, it is really snowing outside. Oh my gosh, there's little fluffies falling down from the sky outside my window and that's concerning because I still have to go out after this to run some errands. Guys, it's snowing. Oh no. So that is... I think those are like the most important take-home messages that I've learned from working and I will probably continue to learn more but those are like the things that I I feel and I remind myself of time and time again and I have taken these lessons and applied them to my own life as well not in work so that is what it is for the last little bit of this podcast I actually wanted to take some time to do a reflection of the goals that I set in February, reflect on them and see how I did because it is the last day of February, the day that you are listening to this, if you're listening on the day that it was uploaded. So let's do that real quick and then I'll send you on your way. Okay, so my goals for February that I set, let's talk about them. I had five. First off, it was maintain consistency with over easy. And I am so happy that I was consistent this month. I think this was like the first month since I've moved out that I have consistently put out episodes every week. And that is crazy to me because I've been living on my own for six months now. And I have realized that prioritizing this and actually talking things out loud for my podcast, recording it, it just gives me a lot of fulfillment and also just like makes me really less stressed because although my podcast, you know, is for content and all that, the fun stuff, it really is like an outlet for me to talk about what's going on in my life and just the things that I've learned and all that because I honestly have a lot of thoughts going on every single day, every week. And not everyone wants to hear all these things. I don't always have someone to talk to about them. And so talking to you guys just really helps me. And it's like an outlet for me. So I'm really happy that I maintain consistency. I'm very proud of that. It's not always easy, but I feel like this month I really did prioritize and make time for it. So that's what I did. Second, share my appreciation and love for the people around me. I definitely want to continue doing this. This isn't just like a monthly goal that I'm only going to do this month, but I did really have fun with my Valentine's Day party this month and just like getting gifts for my friends and stuff like that. Like I feel like that is just cute ways to show your appreciation for people and I think people will take that a little more personally than you think. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, should I even do this? Because will they even care? Blah, blah, blah. But people do care, I think. And it's really nice to, even if they don't take it to heart, at least like you know that you did it and that makes you feel good. So yeah. Also, I left out little candies for Valentine's Day at my work and I think everyone really enjoyed that. This month I definitely... So I've been talking to a lot more people and what I mean by that is like at my work I manage the release window for the warehouse and so I talk to a lot of drivers that come to pick up stuff and this month especially I've like actually gotten to know some of them like they know my name I know their names and we see each other frequently because they'll have shipments to pick up all the time and that was actually really fun like I enjoy like just bantering with people and I don't know. I really enjoyed that for some reason. Also, it's just like a little bit different. Like they aren't people that you're really familiar with. Like they're not my besties, but they are just people you can talk to. So yeah. Number three, keep making content for my Instagram and TikTok. I'm happy to say that I also made a YouTube video that I'm going to post. I guess the video is going to go up in March, but 
at least I made it and I filmed it in February. So that is crazy. And TikTok, I've been making content consistently. Instagram, I've been kind of meh with it. And uh, yeah, so that's okay. But we'll keep going. I just, I think just having that reminder of, you know, you can post what you want and do that. I've been having a lot of fun with that. And recently my reading videos have been going a little bit, not viral, but like just garnered comments and stuff like that. And it's fun to meet people and stuff like that. I also met someone on TikTok who also lives in the same city that I do. So I don't know. I just feel like I'm like really connecting with people right now. I'm in a very connected era. So I really enjoy that. And that all stems from being active on social media and enjoying that. Also, I'm trying to scroll less and just focus on making content when I'm on social media. I'm trying to, at least that's my goal, but we'll see how that goes. Number four, 900 followers on TikTok and 100 followers on Instagram. I did not reach any of these and that is totally fine with me because when I set these, I knew that it was going to be like a pass fail moment and I didn't even think I was going to pass anyway, but I did still gain a couple followers on TikTok and Instagram and I'm very happy with that. Also, brands have been kind of popping in my email the last few weeks, which is kind of crazy. I feel like I manifested that, but everything is going as it should and I feel really good. Like I think I feel really good. Yeah. And number five, live my best life. I'm very happy with how February went. I'm very happy with this month. I'm very happy with what I've been doing in the last few weeks and it's been it's been a good month I will say it's been a good month very happy with that so those are my February goals maybe next week we'll talk about what goals I've set for March for sure since it'll be a new month and it's crazy that we're going to be in March already I'm turning 23 soon so that's a little bit wild yeah Okay. Anyways, that'll be the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed talking to you guys again. Of course, every week I do. I'm going to go grab some lunch and then I have a couple more errands to run this afternoon. And then finally I can relax in my PJs at home. That's my favorite part of the weekend. I hope you enjoy. I will talk to you soon and stay tuned for the next episode of Over Easy. Bye.